0: So Chris, our listeners probably aren't a real stranger. There's a YouTube. bunch of
1: Chris's out there. You got to be a little more specific. I don't
0: know if I want to be that more Chris, it's specific. like John. Chris is like
1: a, <laughs> the name John, man. They're
0: like, you know, Bill or Bill knows you, <laughs> right? Yeah. We got Chris Ingram here and Chris is one of our ambassadors here at W. So if you guys have been following the ambassador blog, you've probably seen some of his work and great photography. I kind of just want to introduce these people to you a little bit. So why don't you tell us a little bit, Chris, about your involvement in sporting dogs and I'd like to talk about your job a little bit, you know, that's a new thing or fairly new, at least. Yep. It yep. seems like that's been really good for experiences for you. Yep. So let's start. Where, where are you from? Um, and where did you get the, the bite man? Where, where <laughs> did dogs hook you?
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks guys. Um, I originally hail from outside of the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. And, uh, I went on one or two deer hunts with dad years back and that was right before they found the chronic wasting disease over there. And, um, that was a, a short and quick start because once that happened, we, we kind of stopped going hunting. Um, I went on to go to high school and college and pursued some other interests much outside of the hunting and sporting realm for sure. But, um, I moved to Vermont be 10 years ago and wanted to get back into the outdoors and hunting and deer hunting was what I knew, but, um, deer hunting is a little different here and we'll, we'll save that for another show. But <laughs> I picked up wing shooting, um, uh, got into duck and goose hunting and retrievers, uh, fast forward a couple of years, got into grouse and woodcock hunting, um, upland dogs and that game. And, um, in that time as well, kind of picked up the camera, picked up the pen, started doing some writing and outdoor media. And, um, you know, if anybody's of course been following along, um, hound hunting here in Vermont has picked up in recent years and, I had worked for fish and wildlife department here and was keyed in on some of the stuff that was going on. And, um, really just, You said you
1: worked at fish and wildlife?
2: I did. I had a short spell with the uh, Vermont fish and wildlife department working in outreach and communications there. And so one of the kind of sides I got involved on was, um, you know, working with uh, the hound hunting community, the Vermont bear Hound association and game wardens and biologists and all that. So it kind of, for me, put the lens on, you know, somewhat of a, Uh, I don't want to say shadowy, but an unknown topic. And so that was the next thing I wanted to do was to get out with these, these hound hunters and their dogs to see what this was all about. Because in my opinion, I mean, I'll admit I had no idea. I thought, I thought the dogs ran up and killed the bear. You know, I thought that was how (laughs) hunting with bears was. So, like I said, I, I had to see for it for myself. And, um, that just really kind of inspired me was, was to understand, you know, this, this cultural history, you know, the wildlife management aspects of it, the relationship, like I said, if you're a bird hunter or a hound hunter, you keep beagles, any type of dogs, that relationship hunting with dogs is just really something special. So, um, like I said, over the years, kind of found a way to, um, you know, kind of first monetize this hobby and, and now making a living doing it. So, um, and very, very blessed and, and, uh, just always thankful for the people that I meet along the way. Um, and just looking forward to kind of help continuing to help them share their stories and, and shine a light on this. And, um, so, so yeah.
1: Is, uh, is that, is that Goldshaw shot deal? Is that over there? Vermont? there you go. It
2: is. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, admittedly, uh, I, I've been somewhat guarded about, about how much I pay attention to it because I don't, I don't know if it's been completely being represented fairly. Um, and um, so yeah, it's it's interesting because I said here in Vermont we kind of go from there's a little bit of chatter here and there. Uh there's been some dog bills on the legislative table for the last couple of years to here we are now with this thing going viral. Uh right. yeah. I, I don't have a TikTok. Uh so I'm <laughs> I, not I, I finally got one, but <laughs> oh man I,
1: I I didn't not by not
0: by
2: know. choice. Yeah. <laughs> the shop was
0: like you we need a TikTok. Here. Yeah, a couple okay. of young people in there. Like,
1: yeah. so go to dsbuyattiktok.com. All right. Or Olivia or, or, or Trevor or somebody younger than me will hopefully have <laughs> some kind of video. Like, I, I don't know.
2: I like, can see it's it's an important, uh, you know, kit in the toolbox now thing. Uh, you know, that's where people are finding you. So I don't I don't yeah. blame you at all. But, yeah, yeah I just. You uh, got
1: to go. You got to. At some point, you just got to realize you're the old man in the group. And, and <laughs> you got to be like, oh, whatever. But yeah, on that gold gold Shaw thing, I, I'm I'm with you. I've sat back and watched it, and I don't know that I sit there and go, "Okay, what good's going to come out of that whole deal?" And then Meteor picked it up, and yep. uh, it's like they're self feeding right now. Uh, yes, you know, Houndsman XP jumped in there, and everybody's jumping in it's, there, and I'm like, man, I don't know that that it's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's one of them things where it's like, yeah, we can't be afraid, and I've thought, man, should we reach out to the guy? Or should we not? And Jason's like, no.
0: No. Nope. <laughs> absolutely not. And I'm like, well,
1: because he's, I mean, that's how he pays his bills. So he, sure. he's just getting.
0: I mean, he's making yeah, he, a ton of money
1: off of well,
2: him right now. That's why I didn't want to click on any other YouTube, you know, links and give him another like. But uh, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's for me, it's a its a fire that's a little bit too hot to touch right now, personally. Yeah. But.
1: Yeah, yeah I wait and I see some, in settles. some points when I listen to the guy, I'm like, okay, he's he seems like a rational enough dude that it's like, well, I guess when I watched the the, the Butch, right, whenever Butch mm-hmm. and him kind of made that video, I was like, and that's the thing people don't understand is we're not always going to agree 100% with sure. the other side. Like, we're not going to get an agreement on on every aspect of it. But that dude, um, was at least open enough that he went in and, you know, he, he seemed he had a fairness to him. He hadn't, I I have no doubt he had an agenda. And I think when he seen the, the fire from his video and how much attention it got, he's like, Oh shit, this is a gold mine. You know what yeah, I mean? Yep, like, I think yeah. he went in with an open mind and I think looking at the views and the virability of his video compared to his other, because what I did is sure. I looked at his other videos. I think, and I don't know this, I don't know this dude from Adam or whatever, but I think he legitimately had a concern about bear hunting. He legitimately met with his butch spear. They had some cordial discussion. And then, um, I think he's seen the virability of it when <laughs> he posted it and immediately it took off like you said it's on fire. Yeah. And and that's how he makes his money. So he's making more money on these hound videos than he is on his duck videos uh-huh. and, or or his dog <laughs> sure or whatever they are, you know what I mean? yep. you Just look at the history of it. You say okay. And you look at the views and you're like, yeah, this dude was making a little bit of money. you know, following his ducks around video and and then he posts this video about the houndsman. And we helped blow it up. The antis came in and it turned into this big battle Yeah. and he's collecting a paycheck off of that battle. And so that's the part that I'm like, I don't know that I want to read yeah. into that, although yeah. we we're talking about it, but, and then I think, and I don't know much and I don't want to dive into it too much or whatever, but Houndsman XP meat eater, Everybody's kind of jumping in on this thing and. But I think everybody's going back to their sides. You know what I mean? I think there was some agreement, and there was some. Sure. There was a potential to make some change, some minds, and yeah. I think we've lost that opportunity. That's my. Opinion.
2: Well, and you know what I think is is the the opposition, what have you, is certainly uh, has their agenda to be disruptive. Um, you know, we see that there was something in the news here a couple weeks ago about. Again, I try not to pay attention to everything. Is it? It ruffles my feathers, but I, there's yeah. some some individuals that were interfering with a hound hunter or slashed his tires or yeah, something. And, yeah, yeah, yeah the they were.
1: St- I haven't heard about that. What What's going on with that one?
2: Well, I I believe that they, they thought that charged somebody was where they weren't supposed to be or. Posted property. I don't know. It was in Vermont as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Vermont's on fire. (laughs) I know it was, it was
2: nice when we were kind of in the quiet here, but uh, like I said, I think it's good that some of these topics are being brought to light. Um, And we're so fortunate enough to have, you know, folks like you and this, this expanded outreach that we can get pulled voice, pull voices in, you know, to get support. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. We're, we're one of the last strongholds for sure. Um, as far as yeah. running dogs and, but a couple of weeks ago, there was something that hit the news. There was uh, some individuals that had, uh, been cited for harassing a hunter. Um, I believe there was some verbal altercations and uh, like I said, don't quote me, but I think there was some vandalism or some yeah, slashing yeah. of tires. Tires slashed. Yeah. And those, those, and those individuals were cited, you know, we, we have a hunter harassment law, um, and, um, you know, the game warden was called in and made a judgment call there. And so, you know, like I said, I, I'm all in favor of doing things properly. If, um, if you attend the public hearings and, you know, Vermont Fish and Wildlife Department does their due diligence, you know, these, they hold the public meetings and telephone hearings during COVID times. And if you've got something to say, you know, write in, call somebody, um, and you know, I've had no problem getting an invite to go on a hunt. If any of these individuals want to see what this is all about, I'm sure they'd have a, a seat in the truck next to any, any other one of us too. So, um, and that's.
1: Because, um, as a, as a group, and I, and I say this, we always, we, we, we like our dogs and we like the woods. And I, I explained this, um I've sat in a several meetings and the commission meetings and, this Washington bear spring program. I mean, I seen this, That's I seen the oh, yeah. beginnings of this. It was actually exactly a year ago, December 17th or whatever, last year 2020 when they first brought up the spring bear hunt and everybody else was asleep. I was, of course in that meeting for, uh, for, for a cougar deal, but um, it's one of those things that when you're at the table, you know, and it's just a, a, a fine tune thing. Or it's like, you got to, you gotta, you gotta be engaged. You gotta, you gotta make, you know, relationships with the department or the commission or whatever, and, and voice those concerns. And, uh, and I don't know. Like I said, I, it's just so many things happening right now, and everybody's on fire with, like, with with the Vermont thing. Yeah. And and the uh, Washington Spring Bear, you know, the the commission. Yeah, I could go in into Maine, that. On, there's some what's big going stuff coming in Maine too. Is it oh right? yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the th- Again, one of the kind of uh, motivations for me to to dive deeper into the the hound world is uh, I, I'm a concerned sportsman you know my my primary focus during the fall is bird hunting bird dogs but um, you know I just worry that that deck of cards is going to fall and uh, they're starting with the hounds uh, they're easy to villainize um, they're so misunderstood it's easy to just attack them but you know they here a couple of years ago in Vermont they outlawed coyote killing contests uh you know they're they're trying to get rid of that they're trying to get rid of trapping it's just uh you know and i i worry sometimes that the sporting community here again you know hunters anglers trappers shooters you know all these outdoors folks um you need to be united you know again and um it might be hounds this year but it could be beagles next year and bird dogs next you know following so
1: i think there's a lot happening right now like over the years, and, and I don't know, there, there'd be some people better than me that, that got a pulse on things. You know, Michigan, California, some of those people were. As a general rule, hunters, you know, were asleep. And when I say asleep, is we go out in the woods, we go do our thing, and then we come home and, and we maybe Hi, talk to a couple buddies or whatever. Sure, you're hunting coming or whatever. hounds, and then you go back and you do the same thing, but but you don't get outside of your own circle sometimes. You know what I mean? And so that's what I really like about, about you is, is you're somebody from the outside, so you have a different perspective. You get a look in there, and you looked in without judging, because it's easy. They mm-hmm. like say, oh, yeah, they just go out there. and Yeah. You turn loose on a bear, and you're going to kill the bear. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's not, not it at all. Like, sure. Half <laughs> the time, you don't see the bear. Or, you know I mean? It's all about the dogs and, and enjoying the dogs. But that's never really explained very well.
2: Yeah. Well, and that was... That was that's exactly it. Um, you know, that was why one of the first articles that I wanted to write with you guys was the myths about Han hunting because, like I said, I was that guy, and um, you know, that's what that's what compels me as a journalist and a photographer and working with this is to get to the root of the story. What's what's the truth of it, you know, and then present that in, an, in a manner that the reader, the viewer, can make their own decision. Um, I, I feel that's what that's what proper journalism is all about. But that's uh,
0: well, very so. objective. Exactly, And just my first conversations with you, like, you know, I remember when I first talked to you about the ambassador program and then you had taken the job, it was like, oh, is this going to be a conflict of interest? And I did not want to lose that with you because you are a fresh perspective that has several different perspectives with working for Fish and Game, being a sportsman, seeing the effects. You know, it's, it's really nice to have somebody that can have an open conversation about it because everything is so polarized right now. Yeah, I don't want to go anywhere, but I got a dog out there that decided he's going to actually bark. So give All me like right. two I was seconds, a joke, but not in front of the new guy. You can't. It's a Walker <laughs> dog. <laughs> uh-huh. See, I, see, I haven't been in
2: here long enough. I'm not partial to any one <laughs> hound breed or another. So,
0: yeah.
1: So, what, uh, what kind of made you start that?
2: I guess. You well, know, the,
1: the hounds. I guess. Did you see a hound? Was it? What made y- you like wake up? Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, I guess just like pure curiosity, um, you know, and and I just, I guess, I felt, I don't want to say sympathy, but I felt a sense of like, hey, this this particular community within the sporting world is being attacked, you know, we're being picked on. Well, they're being picked picked (laughs) on. Well, and that's what I said is like, I I can't believe what I'm hearing out there that it's barbaric and it's horrible and you know, so I had to see it for myself, and I got to a. To a point, after getting to know some of these some of these individuals, going on some hunts, that it's nothing like what's being portrayed, and that's why I want to help tell some of those stories because, unfortunately, I feel that if the houndsmen and women and them, you know, themselves, if they're not telling the story, somebody else is, yeah. and that's a scary place to be.
1: Control yeah, no, narrative. exactly. I, I was sitting in a meeting. Um, and I was with HSUS Conservation Northwest and some other um anti it was, it was a round table meeting where they get all sides on there and, and they were talking about animal abuse or something you know what i mean it's like there was some regulation they're like well if there's um if if there's somebody who's convicted of animal abuse or whatever and it's like now i know what they're going to define as animal abuse like uh, you know what i mean like i i'm no i'm no dummy you know what i mean i know that they use those terms and they load those terms so what they define mm-hmm. as animal abuse is, is not really animal abuse. I've seen sure. legislation where they're writing about hot and cold. You know what I mean? Like uh, and, and, and dogs are made with, with hair. Animals are made to live out and cold. So they they push the limits and try to humanize the animal. But but at the end of the day, you're in this meeting and they're like, well, if, and I just was like, nope. Because they were talking about, well, if there's animal abusers, you know, they, they shouldn't be a you know, a part of this program or something like that. And I'm like, nope, nope. I like, I like kicking puppies. And I mean, the whole, the whole room, <laughs> the room goes like,
0: silent Wah!
1: and they're looking at me. I'm like, I'm kidding guys. Like I love dogs. I love, pu- I love puppies. I love dogs. And this is why I do this is because I love animals. You know what I mean? Like you don't get that. You think I'm this barbaric hunter that doesn't care about animals and doesn't care about my dogs. And it's like, you are so far from the truth. And, and it was just like, it was just this one little moment in the whole, you know, the meeting that everybody was just like, Did you say that out loud? But like, yep, I <laughs> I, said
0: I have that out loud. moment with you regularly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but it was just like they, you're you're absolutely right. They and, and some of it's malicious. So some there there are people who are maliciously doing it. They know sure better and they still portray us wrong. The, and those are people that we're not going to get along with. Like I never, you know, what yep. I mean? it, it's going to be, those are the people you got to battle. Right. And, and, yep. but then there's these other people who are just, they just don't know any better. You know what I mean? Yep. They don't, I don't want to say they're stupid, but they're, they're educated. I mean know? that nicely. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: Well, so and that's, of, that's kind of where I fit it or I felt like I started was like, you know, I was on the fence or undetermined, like I just didn't know enough about it. So I, I wanted to know for myself, you know, yeah. and that that's what I like to be able to do is to just like with any story that, that I'm working on is to get to the truth, get to the meat and potatoes of it, present it as it is and decide for yourself what it, what it is for you.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't think there's many people we got to realize there's not too many people like you who will get off the couch to go, look at it in, inside something to learn about it. And so I, sure. I, I want to say thank you. Cause that's a, that's a pretty, huge. Uh, I don't know, awareness or something. You know, there's probably some word, you know, self-awareness or something like that, that you seem to have that. It's like, Hey, um, I don't know about that. So I want to learn about that. And hopefully we, we, and we need to figure out how to tell our story and open up to people. And I want to like this gold shot, dude, you know what I mean? Like a part of me, is ultimately curious if he's if he's just putting on a show or if he really is open to the idea. You know what I mean? Like I, I see a little bit of awareness when I watched his videos that he had at least a core of truth. That I'm like, okay, we don't agree, but he's being true in some respect. You know what I mean? Like that's the part of, in politics that I just see is is if there's not a core of truth in that. I have my bias, man. you like, I got a Trump flag right behind me. You know what I mean? Like there are things that I would always like to think I'm going to be a a core of truth, but I know there's things I'm like, yeah, I I probably am not swayable. Even if you brought all these like facts to be like, your dogs suck, buddy. I'm going to be like, no, no, they're a little bit good still. You know what I mean? Like there's some part of me that I'm going to be honest that it's like, man, there's, there's some core parts on me that, that I can't be. But in politics, you have to, to get anywhere, you got to have that core truth, I think. And, and so I think you having that and trying to go for that a little bit and go I'm going to learn a little bit more about it. I don't know, and not just take the political talking points, because that's basically what they are, is, is animal rights activists telling us how we're barbaric and, and, you know, evil human beings that don't care about nothing but killing things. And going, okay, that's not who we are. Like, if, if there's a person that has that, that little bit of truth, I think there's ground to be made. And yep. so, yeah.
2: And it's, it's, I tell you, it's not been an easy journey. And, uh, you know, a lot of the hound hunters have been a little bit guarded in pond meeting me, you know, who is this guy? What's his <laughs> agenda? Oh yeah. You know, who's he working for? Like, and like I said, for good reason though, you know, are you a but, cop? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, you know, cause for so long, um, again, being on the outsider, I'm speculating somewhat here, but it hasn't been talked a lot about, it hasn't been put out in the mainstream and, you know, it might be because, well, people take it the wrong way. They, they turn it against us. So I understand why, you know, individuals and somewhat the hound hunting community as a whole has been a little bit reserved and quiet about it. So it took it's, a little work. It's a
1: tough line because it is. Really, yeah. we we have to like. Some of it is is there's things we just don't need to be on blast, like social media. Sure. There's things on social media that's like, oh my God. And <laughs> what are you everybody? Doing? <laughs> what, exactly. They get on there and then you try you know, somebody try and say something to them and they're like, oh, I'm not gonna be afraid of whatever, and this is my heritage and Yes it is. Yes it is. Well yes.
2: it's The times we live in, you know, there's as far as I'm concerned, there's no barriers between what you do in your personal life and professional online in public. It's all the hundred percent transparency, and so you know, yes, you should absolutely be allowed to do that. But I mean, you see it around here: somebody posts something on their personal Facebook page, and it ends up on one of the animal rights Facebook pages an hour later. You know, gets gets used against them. So, and that's that's you know, if you want to you know, play in that platform, you're kind of risking or, or you're opening yourself up to that happening. So
1: the, and the problem, so, and the problem isn't, is, is it, it, it isn't your risking? Like there's times where I'm like, man, the person, the person that's putting it on Facebook or, or whatever. And, and if they have a, a video that gets clicks and gets attention and gets shared, they're not the person that, that gets affected.
2: Oh, sure. I am.
1: You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to be California, Michigan, you know what I mean? Vermont, you know what I mean? Like you're looking at things. It's like, Oh, well that's not my state. And I'm like, well, I know it's not your state, but dang it. I'm at the meetings over here and they're showing your video in wherever, whatever state it is. And, and they're using your video to attack my hunting over here. And, and so if, if there's anything there's those guys are like, well, I don't care. I'm not going to hide anything. It's like, well, I sure as hell don't see you showing up to my meeting over here in, in, in Washington to fight for the right to hunt. And I don't see you over there in, in California. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's, I'll probably ruffle some feathers with that, you know what I mean? Cause there's, there's always guys that are like, well, you can't be afraid. And it's not that I'm not afraid. It's that I don't want to, if, if, if I'm in a war with somebody and our government probably does this all the time, why do we hand bullets to the other side? You know what I mean? Right. Like I don't right. I don't need to be giving you bullets yeah. to shoot back at me. I, I want to keep my bullets on my side and use them on going that way. I don't want I don't want bullets coming back this way, you know? So
2: right. And the other thing that, that's hard to do is, you know, you don't want to kind of preach down to somebody and say, you need you need to act this way and you know, not show this or do that. Nobody wants that. Um right. and what I found with the individuals in my area. Um, you know, things that I've seen that seem to work really well is when you kind of lead by example, um, you know, that way somebody else can say, oh, that really worked for that person. You know, let me, let me try that out.
1: Yeah. Um, If there's anything I can plea, and I know there's, there's guys out there who disagree with this and they're like, man, it's I just, there's days I'm like, man, we're going to lose hunt. Like it's just going to mm. be it, it, it. There's some times where I'm like, it's just a foregone conclusion. I might as well just enjoy what I got because it's not going to be around much longer. And, uh, there's other days I'm like, damn it. We, 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 let's try and patch the holes. You know what I mean? So it's, I, if, if there's anything, it's like, man, there, there's some days I'm just like, man, we're on a losing ship because we got <laughs> some people who just don't care and, and hand over ammunition to to sway and it's again it's not the guys that are smart and and trying to portray us this way it's the guys that don't know any better and then they see a, a video of of you know dogs doing barbaric things which doesn't isn't what happens most of the time that, that's not how it goes down most of the time can it be and there are people who use dogs that way yeah absolutely but sure.
0: But that's the thing is people make decisions based off of research. The problem is our standard of research has failed miserably. I mean, in the last several years, there's not the guys out there like Chris, I really commend what you've done as far as trying to get involved and get to the bottom from that journalist standpoint, because it's an, it's an unbiased thing when you go into it, where I feel like, you know, as houndsmen, we have to battle a preconceived you know mindset with
1: these people. Yeah. So with that said, what was, um, what were the, the, the things that were like aha moments for you?
2: Well, you know, I think it's unfair to call me unbiased. I mean, I certainly, uh, love all hunting dogs, right. And, um, but again, I think where my concern comes from is that just because I might, prefer to hunt with bird dogs. You know, my concern is that as that deck of cards falls, you know, when the hounds are put out, you know, next year it's going to be the beagles and then they're going to come for our bird dogs. Um like I said, they took away coyote killing contests here in Vermont. It could be fishing derbies, you know, next year it's just where does that line Slippery in the sand? Slope. Yeah, yeah, it's just concerning. So, like I said, uh a lot of my motivation comes from curiosity, but it also comes from concern. And and I just, you know, as a journalist, like the, the truth of the matter for me is, is 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 the real um, you know, currency is the real uh, reward there. Um but um I mean I just like I said, I love being out in the woods. I love meeting new people, um, seeing new things and I have just had so much enjoyment. So how, how,
1: let's go back to the very beginning. Whoa. But you were like, how did you how did you find somebody to find your <laughs> old buddy? <laughs> hey, I want well, to go hunting with you. Yeah,
2: I mean, I've been I've been involved. <laughs> that guy hugs up on you, like I I feel like a salesman right now. <laughs> no, nah, it was it was a little bit easier than that because I had built up a name for myself in the in the way that it was involved in the hunting and fishing right. community um mm-hmm. volunteering with fish and wildlife working for the department um hosting youth events and and doing different okay. things so yeah i mean I, I the funny thing is too is before i made some of these calls and contacts the individuals at the other end of the line already heard from somebody they knew about me right you know so having that <laughs> reference was it's who you know. Right. And when you conduct yourself properly, like you're going to go a lot further. So, um, yeah, like I said, Vermont fish and wildlife department has some associations with Vermont bear hunt association. They have a long history of working together. We do conflict bear calls. Um, you know, and so I kind of started from there. Um, if you're going to be putting some of this in the limelight, there's certain people you want to talk to and some you want to stay away from. So I kind of gravitated to some of the more well-spoken people and got out on some of the training days and got out later in some of the hunting days. And, um, I tell you, my life changed when I heard that first strike on top of the box, I mean, it's just something else being with those hounds. I love my bird dogs, but the hounds are just something else. It's, yeah. it's awesome. And I, I. I really enjoy the communal aspect of it. You know, I think that day we had, we had individuals, you know, from young people to in their seventies. I mean, it's just, it's a family tradition. Um, you're working together. It's not Were always Were you not easy.
1: expecting that or did you already kind of know that?
2: I had, buddy, I had no idea what I was getting in for. <laughs> right. uh, I probably, you know, made them nuts with all of the questions I was asking. And, but I mean, I was like a kid. You know, just super excited to see what it's all about. I said, everything's better with dogs, but I just, I felt so much better about knowing what it's like. And, and just now I can go on and talk to others, you know, even if they have no concern about hunting, but I can say, yep, I went on a bear hunt, you know, I, I rode with those hounds. Um, and so that's, like I said, kind of been some of my interest now is just to, spend as much time as I can and help share some of those stories that have more truth in them. And, uh, you know, I, this is might be the 11th hour, you know, at least here in Vermont. And if there's anything that I can do to help advocate and properly inform, that's my mission. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What were, uh, what were some of the, if you worked in the department, so Mm -hmm. from the professional side and not naming names or whatever, but, what were the inner thoughts of those professional so you know your department your your biologist your your enforcement guys, you know those types of things,
2: yeah, for sure, and I said, I'm not going to speak directly for any any individual or any you know department policy, but yeah. um you know it's it's very well known that game wardens um on occasion work with local houndsmen um mm-hmm. they'll pass out names, you know we have a mandatory composting law here in Vermont. Um, so every every individual homeowner, apartment buildings, commercial properties you're supposed to compost. Well, bears love compost. Uh we got a lot of hobby farmers that keep livestock, bees, chicken coops, um, and bears bees love trash ducks. around here, all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, you know, so the uh biologists um work with these houndsmen to tree bears so that they can trank them and collar them for different research studies. Um, it's, it's just kind of a relationship that they've developed over the years. And, and we're very lucky to have a very active houndsmen association. They work with the youth groups. They put kids through conservation camps. Uh, they work, like I said, with a lot of uh, different. So
1: I guess that answers my question. So, so it, it, as a general rule, Vermont, New Hampshire, New England, their hound associations are working really closely with the department and there's a, I would say favorable, but it's uh at least yeah. neutral, if not positive.
2: Yeah. The, again,
0: the
1: I,
2: I no longer work for the department and don't represent them. So this is me personally saying, right. but um, I believe that there's a sound understanding of, of proper wildlife management. Like I said, Using hounds to run off problem bears is a non-lethal option. Um, you if you yeah. can't do that, there we have bears killed, you know, from time to time because there's no other option. That's and a win-win. I
0: think so.
1: I think, I so. think that is un- underestimated because like at least for and I can speak for Washington. Um, I know several of the biologists that are in the cougar management and and, and I venture to say that they are in bed with the environment animal rights activists and so i i think that's not always the case so so continuing that relationship um and in other states and getting that relationship with your game of fish because i can tell you the other side is trying to infiltrate them and give a negative image of houndsmen and they are doing a pretty damn good job in some states you know i mean there are some states that houndsmen have a very negative image and and some of it's because of, of the way we've acted or the way, you know, we've done. So, I mean, I can't say that it's warranted or not warranted, but you have to be engaged. And so hearing that, you know, some of those associations and stuff is are really engaged, I think is, is kudos to them. You know what I mean? That's the first step.
0: I think on a whole out there though, it's a different climate than the West coast.
2: Oh, hundred percent. Because,
0: you know, even the guys that I talk to that are, you know, working for wildlife APHIS or, you know we get to talking in the differences between East Coast versus West coast and the the game management involvement and seeing us as a valuable tool it's it's a different mindset out there, and that 's what we 've got to perpetuate to the rest of the population
2: yeah and yeah. I mean New England is a very interesting place. Vermont is a very interesting place because you do have kind of some of that old school live off the land mentality. You know where where hunting and trapping was just is just part of the it's cultural of narrative, right, and right. you know there's a lot of newer people coming from different parts of New England or different parts of the United States moving into this area, and you know kind of saying, "Well, I don't like it uh this we didn't do this where I was from, and you know uh, trying to trying to change that Vermont narrative and it's 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 upsetting because you know why should any one person or a group of people say, I don't like this. Let's, let's change it. And then, you know, this, this kind of sparks a whole conversation about cancel culture and sensitivity and all this other thing. So again, I mean, that's why we're talking about this stuff is because, you know, hound hunting is just perceived as this brutal barbaric activity that, that needs to just live in history books now, you know, and and we don't agree with that.
0: I think people misunderstand or, or misrepresent you know there's a difference between primal and savage sure you know, working with a dog is primal it's been here for thousands of years it, it can it's a connection that you don't have with a 12 gauge right sure. Yep. i i mean it, it's something that is just it's deeply rooted and our group is so convicted by it yeah. i don't know yeah. I, i'm torn because sometimes you see us making some pretty good wins. You know, like look at Montana getting their, their bear hunting.
2: Well, and that's kind of it. I mean, I, I, again, I'm going to speak of an example that happened in Massachusetts. I don't know all the details, um, because I said, I, I moved here years ago, um, uh, but they outlawed trapping and all of a sudden uh, you have all these issues popping up with beavers and other animals that are wreaking havoc. Well, what do you do? You, you can't, you can't trap them now. You know, so now Mm -hmm. you've got this issue and, and that's, that's of course what we're trying to say is, you know, we, there's the whole side of the hunting that we enjoy, but, you know, I'll be one to say I'm an advocate for using, you know, hounds, um, in wildlife management. I mean, and it's not just hounds, it's dogs. You know, I wrote a story earlier this year about using bird dogs to locate net and monitor, uh, woodcock you know, so we, we use these dogs for utilitarian purposes and sometimes they help us for the betterment of wildlife management. And the one last thing I'll say is that, you know, even if these animal rights activists and wildlife coalitions, you know, we're all on the same side. If, if we're hunters, we are trying to protect the, Ability to pursue these animals, we need these animals around. Like yes. we're all fighting for the same thing. We agree on ninety percent of it. Let's put that ten percent aside. Yeah. Yep. So I think yeah. that's
0: the truth too. Because in the end, I think we want to see preservation even more so. They like the idea of protecting, and we like the well, idea. Well, they, they,
2: you know, they they like as the zoo setting where they can look at something from a distance and appreciate it. But you know. They they say what we're doing is wrong because we have, um, you know, a consumptive relationship with it. But it's both consumptive and conservative. I mean, I have no needs for a bird dog if I can't hunt birds.
0: Oh, yeah. you, you
2: know, it's a whole picture.
0: It's like know. banishment by omniscient <laughs> kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. It's that back door you got to always watch for. Yeah.
1: No, that's interesting. Um, man, I don't know if we are on topic or off topic.
2: Oh, I think yeah, it's always all our- on topic. <laughs> you're always mean. on track. Come on.
0: Yeah. Well, but- so maybe we dive a little into what you're doing now for a living. I mean, you got a fairly new job and it, it's kind of fit right in with this. And it, I think it's really beneficial for sportsmen anyway. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, uh, a number of years ago, um, when I was in the waterfall hunting, I picked up the camera and it kept me out there longer and was taking photos and meeting new people and started bird hunting and everything else, um, started a a side business that I call Featherwind Creative and the whole gamut of outdoor media, um, started writing, started doing marketing and, um, I said, work for Vermont Fish and Wildlife Department here. And, um, when that was all over, um, I applied for the, newly created digital editor position with gundog and wildfowl over at the outdoor sportsman group and and landed that position back in March. So, um, uh, you know, to say it's, it's a dream job, uh, it's certainly work. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's allowed me to make new connections and meet new people have these incredible experiences and, um, you know, give me a venue to kind of utilize some of my talents and my interests to hopefully, you know, make the, hunting and sporting community a little bit better
1: yeah. so are those guys mostly bird dog guys or are they business guys on that?
2: yeah i mean so um you gun put dog you on the
0: spot what's your boss <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, we boy. need to do
0: one and get your boss on here we talked about that before yeah too. yeah we did
2: we'll do uh, that next time <laughs> yeah yeah so so gundog magazine is predominantly uh upland bird hunting Pointing right. dogs, flushing dogs, a little bit of retrievers and waterfall hunting and wildfowl is is duck and goose hunting retrievers. Um But uh, like I said, that's, that's the magazine. And as the digital editor, my, my day to day is working with contributors to get content onto the website. Um, We certainly repurpose magazine publications to go onto the website. Um, We're getting into video, social media, just kind of expanding that, that birth of the brand, you know, beyond the magazine that have been our flagship products for years. But, uh, you know, again, a lot of people are turning to the web, you know, for instant information. Um, And like I said, we're just trying to provide them with training tips and how to's to epic hunting stories and, and, you know, recipes and and everything else.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm always curious with like business, like.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, we're kind of in that large scale outdoor media agency. So we work with a lot of advertisers and, yeah. um, you know, our parent company also does the sportsman's channel and the outdoor channel guns and ammo in Fisherman. Yeah. Like I said, uh, lots of different, uh, titles in the portfolio. Um, yeah. but I mean, I really hit my stride, you know, when I landed with, uh, gundog and wildfall i mean it was you know combining a lot of different passions into one so
1: yeah you gotta i mean that's the, the biggest thing is is to find the people who are passionate about it
2: yeah absolutely you know, to, 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 well and you know having there. an end user i mean that was <laughs> uh a, a certainly a selling point but to me it seemed kind of intuitive that if you're going to be writing and talking about bird hunting you should be a bird hunter you know and right. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I i maybe that's not the case everywhere But street um, cred yeah yeah so
1: well i think it's how most, i, I th- honestly think how things a lot of start and then i've been watching them like man it doesn't always end that way you know what I mean? mm. it seems like um you, you find your passion and and that's what makes you successful well because i was just curious on the call you know having a big company like that that sure is c- coming from so many diverse i mean they're they're there for shareholders you know what i mean they they, they, they and there's nothing wrong with that that's how you keep the lights but on. finding the, the, finite, fine, the, yeah, the yeah. finesse, you get down to the, yeah, the finite details of getting down to the bird dog side and being like, okay, you got to have somebody passionate about bird dogs to make it successful. Sure. That's always intrig- intriguing to me. You yeah,
2: and, you know, I have a background in, in digital marketing, too, so I understand a little bit about SEO and, you know, digital delivery. So it's just, again, kind of… Tapping into this, you know, modern era of internet and social media and things like that to get people the information that they're looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that's crazy. Like, that's the stuff I got to learn more of. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just go hunt. And, and it's like, man, the digital. Yeah. SEO kind of gives
0: me like PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some bad runners with some SEO stuff. It's a different world, though. I mean, but it is fortunate. Like, you have a job that you can be passionate about. Like I've said it a thousand times over. I mean, W was such a huge blessing for my family when we shut our business down or decided to like to be able to stay in a job that you really enjoy, like helping houndsmen and bird hunters and and having a grasp of, I don't know, I I think when it's your passion, you have something that somebody else who doesn't have any knowledge of it, they just can't offer. Even if it's just empathy or compassion in the situations, you know, it's a. yeah. It's awesome when you work. I'm going to give you kudos, buddy. It's nice <laughs> to work for a place that you enjoy working for.
2: I, I really do. And and like I said, I, I feel very, very blessed. Um, from, from the different steps that I've taken to get me to, to be here to where I am. And I just can't say enough about all the people that have helped me along the way, but also the people I have yet to meet that inspire me. Like I said, I was out today with a fella that uses a flintlock, you know, to hunt squirrels just because he loves it. And I, when I saw that, I said, I got to meet you. I got to get out there. I got to find out what makes you tick and like, why you do it. You know, we all have these different motivations. And again, it, we're all in the same, you know, race together. You know, we, we love these different traditions and that's why you know, I'll, I'll step onto the, the pedestal and then jump off. But if I can say any one thing to any of the other listeners that might be on the peripheral, you know, they're, they're bird hunters, deer hunters, or some other sort of hunting, please pay attention to what's going on. Please be there to show up, to show the support for your houndsmen. Um, you know, because when something impacts them, it it affects all of us. It's, it's the future, you know, it's this long history of being able to hunt, trap and fish, you know as our right that we're all fighting to protect. So like I said, that's, that's some of what motivates me.
1: Yeah. And I think even, you know, and the hard part is, is people don't know what to do. I mean, that's the biggest deal is, is, is there's people who want to do something and they don't know what to do. And sure. and one of the things is, is just, I'm just gonna say the commit, at least in Washington, you know, everybody's talking about the spring bear deal. And it's like the problem, if I just take this Washington deal, and just break it down, you know what I mean, and so if you haven't heard, spring bear hunting was cancelled in Washington
0: For and, no reason <laughs>
1: well yeah. yeah i mean the the game and fish department were recommending it, the director was recommending it everybody you know so so the biologist the the scientist all said it's sustainable, it's very limited it's uh, you know, but what happened is the politics, so the governor appoints, uh, commission members you know, There's supposed to be a nine, nine person commission in, in our wildlife. Well, they are getting, so the animal rights groups are are writing and pressuring the governor to appoint animal rights, friendly commissioners. Oh, okay. sure. So, so the two that were appointed last year, which would have been, uh, I think in January, Lorna Smith and, and Fred Kuntz, which Red Coons resigned in the last month Recently, or whatever. Recently, right? Yeah. yeah, just from the political pressure, basically. But they were appointed, and, and we looked at them, and we're like, these are horrible commission picks. You know what I mean? They're They have an agenda. They're not hunters. You know what I mean? They come in with a wrecking ball, yeah. and... And so we have this meeting at the commission. It's like, okay, we just need to approve the spring bears. Are the numbers sustainable? Do the biologists agree? Do the you know what I mean? Everybody gets on and says, Yes, this is good, this is good. We've been doing this for years. Everything's good. And and these new commissioners who are appointed by a, a political means are like, wait a minute, spring bear hunting, that sounds like that's not a good plan. And it's like, no, we've been they've been doing this for forever. <laughs> I won't say forever, but you yeah, spring bear hunting's been going on for a long time. And they bring in non-scientific, you know, uh, touchy-feely emotional issues. And that's where the, the problem starts happening is like, oh, and I, I was listening to the commission when I heard her talk about it and I heard them ask and I'm like, Well, oh, that's not good. Like, they're not using science to yep. to bring this up. It, the, the whole spring bear hunt had nothing to do about scientific or s- sustainability you know, population, none of that. It was all about touchy feely. Like they could kill bear cubs. Well, have they killed bear cubs? No, but they could. And, and so those are the things that people need to watch. And so it's like, when you're sitting there going, I don't pay attention to who's making the decision because that's where it's happening right now in Washington. The biggest thing is, is those two commissioners have not been appointed by the Senate. One of them's already resigned before. So it was a temporary appointment. There's still another seat. But because they had eight to eight and it was a tie, oh, we can't move forward with the spring bear hunt, right? Because it wasn't approved. It's, oh. They've done it for every year, but it's like, oh, because we got a tie vote now, we can't approve this hunting season that has been happening every year. And it was like yeah. most everybody just thought it was going to happen. Hmm. And so it's like, I know it's frustrating for people. and They're like, man, I don't know how you know all that. You just got to pay attention to the decision. Sure. So you got to figure out where your decisions are being made the commission, the wildlife commission, yep. is is something everybody should at least know and know how to email and, and send comments on. And that's your first step.
2: No, you made a point earlier too about people that sit back and say, "What what can I do? You know, what is little right. old me? What difference can I make?" That's it, right there. Yeah. You know, when you you combine all these different voices together, you can make a big impact. And you know, again, we're we're fortunate that there's you know, with one click of a button, you can send out a mass email, you know, to let everybody know. Oh, yeah. And we got a really good group working here in Vermont, um, y- y- you know, of this banded network, um, that when we need to rally together, you know, it's, it's sent out and it, and it's hard because you want to fire up and, and fire off right when something starts to take, you know, notice, but that's not the right time to do it. And so I think as sportsmen and hunters, you know, sometimes we, we want to, and I'm guilty of it too. Like we need to rally like right now, you know, get the right. troops and it's like, no, it's not the time. So, you know, it is, unfortunately it's a battle, you know, and there's, it's a chess match. So it's you have to know, yeah, you have to know when to advance and when to kind of sit back and strategize and, and like yeah. know your strong suits too. You know, like I'm not, uh, uh, you know, super in tune with the politics or, you know, savvy in that regard, but, you know, I know how to talk to people and to network and things like that. So play to your own strengths, and you can yeah. do something that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a good point. Because timing is everything.
1: I'll see, even like in this Washington deal. The funniest thing is, is you'll see people on like the this, like Hunt Washington Facebook group, and I get so frustrated sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you'll see somebody be like, "Oh my God, that commissioner from from Spokane is is da 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 da," and just badmouth, and I'm like. Dude, if you know her, like, have you you actually talked to her? She's about the best. She's a bird. She comes from, uh, it's, it's commissioner Thornburg, Kim Thornburg. And if you look at the paper on her, like I can tell people are just looking at the internet and she's, uh, I think she comes from some bird, you know, uh, whatever you call it, the bird biologist and you look at you like oh my gosh she's probably a quack you know what i mean it's like she's probably an anti no problem. but if you listen (laughs) to her (laughs) yeah sorry commissioner born i don't mean that (laughs) i really do like he means that nicely (laughs) if you listen i mean and i'm like any one of these people on the internet bashing her i'm like you've never listened to this gal ask questions you've never listened to this commissioner and and you know like take notes on the questions they ask. She's not a hunter. She doesn't come from hunting background. She's never hunted. I don't think, but she is probably the best advocate for hunting in our commission right now. I mean, since we lost uh, another commissioner, uh, that I know, uh, got pretty much fired or whatever. His term was up, but, and I'm like, on paper, she's not good. But if you listen to her, I'm like, wow, she is really she's unbiased, she asks the questions, and she and she's a smart scientist. Like she's the scientist in the bird stuff. But she listens to the biologist and and looks at the science, and I'm like, that's all you can ask for, you know. So if you want a commission commissioner. And the, the hard part is, and I just hope people on our side don't do this. Is she's getting hammered from hunters. And I'm like, what is the point in hammering the one good voice we have that you're just looking at, you know, a website and looking at her background and going, Oh, she must be an anti-hunter because because of her background and in, in birds or whatever it is. And it's like, man, I'm telling you what. So you, you gotta, you gotta be careful. You know I mean? You gotta look at what you see on the internet and be, you gotta be really careful.
2: And you, you raise a good point too, that we've touched on is, you know, get to the source of the information yourself, do your own diligence. Uh, there's so much hearsay and it just, it doesn't do anybody any good. You know, you yeah. want to know something, find out for yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't just look at Facebook and, and there's guys that, that fire off on Facebook and it's like, boy, they're, they're passionate. But sometimes right. they're misguided, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's frustrating. I mean, it's really frustrating for me sometimes. I look at it and I'm like, dude, I just want to
0: give up and go hunting. <laughs> that's what we
1: did last time. I mean, we did that for years and that didn't work for us either.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. Facebook is one of those things where it's great for getting the word out. You know, as far as like when California had their last anti-hunting bill come up, I mean, that was struck down right away. They were on it yeah. and it was shut down super fast but I have said this for a long time is we're so accustomed to instant gratification. Um, and you know, Facebook, social media adds to that. It's short lived where relationships with your commissioners, relationships with your fish and wildlife relationships between hunters of different groups. You know, the deer hunters, the the bird hunters, those are the things that last. And those are the things that you've got to build to fight the war because Facebook, I mean, how many times have we seen it over and over again? everything's hot for right now and in two months mm-hmm. nobody even remembers it yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: was this your first squirrel hunt that you just went on
2: uh so i mean i've i've did a little squirrel hunting over the years um you know you get into birds and small game um we get some longer seasons uh, for the small game and i plenty of people around here that run rabbits and that so um this is not my first squirrel hunt but it was this first squirrel hunt with a flintlock black powder rifle
0: that's crazy that, <laughs> i'm gonna nerd out what caliber was it 32 that's what i figured 32. yeah big yeah. ones just blast them away <laughs> i
2: think you wouldn't have much left yeah yeah but uh, no it's just like i said something different and and i just i wanted to to capture that story so um looking forward to seeing where that goes but uh um i will touch on another highlight of my year was i got to hunt with some FICE over in New York state. <laughs> so you want to talk yeah. about obscure, you know, squirrel hunting with FICE and then up in, you know, Northern New York. So, uh, there, there's a fella, uh, Vance plant who uh, sits in with the UTFC, um, that I got to go and spend a couple of days with. And what's,
1: what's the UTFC?
2: So that's the United Treeing Vice Association. It's oh. chartered under the UKC. So, you yeah. know, with all dog breeds, uh, you know, preserve the integrity of that line. So, but uh, that was pretty eye-opening because um it just these dogs are are pretty talented out there. They're they're running through the woods and they're using their eyes, their ears, their nose. Like, I mean, I thought bird dogs and hounds worked, but boy, these these little spunky these dogs, dogs are, are just crazy. I just I s you know. It wasn't too long before I said, "I've got to have one of these dogs at some point."
1: <laughs> You're gonna have one of every dog. You're like, I "That's do this. that's the
2: problem." Now, I tell you what, I need a bird dog, a big hound, a small hound, a vice. I mean, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I'm in trouble. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> There's only 24 hours in a day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was really one of the highlights of my season. I had a a really great year. And like I said, between the job and doing some personal stuff, it's just, but, you know, and they weren't, they weren't, you know, full of limits and tons of trees and anything this and that. But what I really value is just the experience and, you know, making a connection with an individual or a group of people and 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 just, you know, casting a new light on, on something and just having this novel experience, man, that's just what I live for. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think um, you touched to on you. it. I think uh I was gonna gonna say that making that connection or or you know, inter- meeting new people or whatever, if everybody could just pick one person or two people and reach out, it doesn't mean you have to go hunt with them or whatever, but right. Whether it's just somebody who's not you'll hopefully be somebody influential, you know, in the department a commission, whatever, sure. but, but reaching out like you've done to reach out to somebody to l- expand.
2: You, you know what I wonder if I, if I might real quick too, I think yeah. a lot of times it's kind of a one way thing where if you've got somebody that's new to hunting, you know, they'll try to seek out a mentor. They'll try to yep. seek out somebody that's, that's experienced. I wonder if we should turn that table around a little bit. And as ex not experts, but as advanced hunters or anybody that's been doing it long enough, maybe we should keep an eye out for those new people, you know, those young people, that family member, that coworker, that friend that has been kind of checking things out and, you know, invite them out, you know, and they might not end up picking up a dog or picking up the gun, but you've exposed them to it. Maybe they'll turn around years down the road or, but they'll, they'll have a better appreciation for what it is that we're living for and fighting for.
1: And if we um, could build that little bit of a buffer, you know what I mean? Like that's yep. what we need to do is we need to, to expand our, our buffer. So we're small in numbers, but if we could at least a couple people. And so I, I try, you know, whether it's legislators or you know, people or taking somebody out, I try to make sure I explain my passion, you know what I mean, about the dogs and what I like about them. And, and they get to meet them and that they're friendly, you know what sure. what I mean? and and they're not what they're portrayed as because <laughs> yeah. people, like I said, they, they have a, a portrayal, but we just got to go one out. You know what I mean? If we just get one new person or, or yeah. one person and they don't have to come hunting. They, you know what I mean? It's not a matter of being hunting. It's right. just like when they hear that, when that ballot measure comes through or that, that law, it's like, Oh, I, I met that, that Chris guy. He wasn't such a bad guy. His dogs were yeah. nice. Like, that's not what uh, those guys are lying. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're trying to make a molehill out of a, or a mountain out of a molehill.
2: Right. And, yep.
1: and we gotta, we gotta protect it a little bit like that because.
2: Well, and I think that's where our energy is much, much better spent, you know, versus trying to take the antis and the opposition head on, because we're never yeah. going to, we're never <laughs> going to convert are going to change their mind. No, no, no. It's not fun You're wasting no? It's, your breath. It's pretty fun. I'll be yeah. honest. <laughs> but seriously, like that's exhausting. That'll, That'll burn you out and make anybody jaded in a hurry. But what we can do is have a significant impact on those people that are indifferent or just curious. You know, like I, I, when I went on that first, well, one of the, one of the first hound runs, um, you know, you got a dog box driving through town and if you're lucky, somebody will stop and ask what, what are you doing? You know, I didn't think it was hunting season. All right. Here's a moment to have a conversation with somebody You know, they might be a little guarded, but I tell you, I had some really good interactions. Just, just watching these, these hound hunters talk to the community members and they, they walked away feeling better. This, this new landowner that bought their new property in Vermont, you know, that now they know, like when the dogs are running through or they just, they just know they can feel better about it.
0: Yep. And it's like, we, we put this, uh, this necessity on, um converting people which is the end goal right like we want people to see the truth and make a decision and understand that we're not monsters and we're not this but all we have to do is provoke thought in them Mm -hmm. make them second guess the narrative that the antis are pushing yeah and our actions are what is gonna plead our case sure you know it's a long-term investment is houndsman i think it's just bridging the gap you know like my neighbors let's say i've never taken them to the woods. But they ask how the dogs are. You know, we're friends that I've never taken to the woods. They they know my dogs. They ask about them. You know, they see how you handle them, and I guarantee, like they don't even hunt, but they will support us. Yeah, 100%. that's great.
2: That is awesome. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's just it. Like I said, people can just be in the know. They can feel better about it. Um, and it, and at least if we can portray ourselves as, as genuine in what we do here, you know, they can evaluate make a decision for themselves well here's what here's what they're saying about the hound hunters oh well that's not my experience you know and then yeah, they can yeah. have a better takeaway that's a little more true to reality yeah and i think
1: like in, in general i think we go through swells and, and waves and i think in the past we we were really seclusive and we weren't out there very much And then, you know, the ballot measures come in, in 96 with Michigan and Washington and Oregon, you know, there was a big fight. And so the clubs have, you know, naturally when there's, uh, things are coming after you, you know, that's when the, the clubs and associations swell. And I think we went through a down period where. Where clubs and associations, you know, started losing members and and engagement and stuff because there's if there's nothing to fight for, mm-hmm. people don't engage as much. You know, it's just they go to sleep. You know what I mean? And, and you could look at this on you know political aspects too. You know, Republican, Democrat, whatever. But but with the hounds, you look at the same thing and and we're just starting to see a, a swell. The, the the hopeful thing is we're seeing some good media, um, you know. People like you, you know, stepping up I, with Facebook and the connection. It's a different game than it was ten years ago. You mm-hmm. know I mean, in, in Facebook, and so, um and I think we got some good advocates out there. You know, I mean? yeah. some some high profile um people who are able to shed positive light, or I just say truthful light. Don't have to be positive; just be sure. truthful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh I so I don't. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm like, man. But with that said, so there's a lot of, there's a lot looking up for us. There's people out there who are really influential, you know, the podcast, different hunters. I know of several different podcasts that are, that are, you know, top 10 podcasts and they're all pro hounds. You know what I mean? They've gone hunting with hounds. They get, you know, they're not houndsmen themselves, but they go hunting with, you know, houndsmen. They've got that engagement. They know, and they, they. See that light, and uh they're being advocates for us, which is is nice yeah. they're not just keeping their mouth shut
2: and and it was you know it was a really neat experience for me to go out with these hound hunters with their dogs and to understand or, or just i am I trying to say this when you can witness something that somebody else believes is worth fighting for right you know and it's just a really powerful thing,
1: yeah. And so I think we're in this. Like I said, I, I think we're in this. There's this a shift, trajectory yeah. That's good. Yeah. Now yeah. the bad thing is still bad. I we have to figure out. You know what I mean? So you got this uphill trajectory. We right. got good advocates, meat eater. You know, I know Aaron Snyder with with uh, Cast. Right. You know what I mean? Those guys have been good advocates and, and at least talked about hounds in their experience and and not keeping their mouth shut. You know, a lot of times. Hunter will go hunt for a cougar, or whatever, and they don't say anything about the hounds. Or they keep their mouth shut because they're afraid of the the pushback, or whatever. And so sure. we got guys who are, who are yeah. out there not afraid to to, to speak up for us. They, mm-hmm. they don't got hounds. They don't got a dog in the fight, and and that's really good. Now the flip side, that's the uphill side. The downhill, and this is where it comes back to: we got social media. We got people posting things that make hounds and houndsmen negative and light and even though most of us don't have those experiences mm. that's the downside we got it sure. and, and so it's like you know people don't understand and there's people who they I mean there's a lot of people who do understand I'm not going to you know there's a lot of people who are just as frustrated as we are but we got to figure that part out because that's if anything we got this uphill we could go uphill more faster if we mm-hmm. could get rid of that negative PR. You know well, I mean? The negative PR is what's killing sure. us.
2: I wonder, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, as you're talking about this too, is is what if we try to just add more good, you know, to just outrun the bad. And like, I, I kept thinking yeah. about something that I wanted to say too. Like when I, when I became a duck hunter here, when I'm 10 years ago, moved to Vermont. I mean, it was the first year of, after going on a few hunts, I mean, I joined Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfall, like, any organization I could, I was like, I, I love this. I love the resource. I love the activity. Yeah. What can I do to make sure that I can enjoy this for yeah. the future? Now, again, not on a pedestal, but I feel like the modern hunter is a little different than they were years ago um, where <laughs> we live in this era of, like I said, social media, The everything you do is under a microscope. And so maybe we have to be a little bit more active and, you know, in order to, to do what we do, like we have to do a little bit more, you know, maybe that's taking out a person on a hunt. Maybe that's joining an association. Maybe that's, you know, writing in an email to your representative, like, you know, conservation isn't buying a, a license, you know, like yeah. you, you have to get involved. And, and I mean, that's like with anything. And I said, I'll, I'll go back to these animal rights activists and, um, you know, these wildlife coalitions that, you you know, Boots on the ground, like I said, just volunteer hours, like making things happen. You know? Yeah. We're, we're all doing yeah. it. So
1: Yep, exactly. So, um, that's a good point. What can what can we do? What can a person do? And if people can just think about it and go, man, what Yeah. And find out like, like what
2: what works for you. You know, like we don't need the three of us don't need to sit here and say, well, in order to be successful, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Like, right. no, find, find out what works for you, where yeah. you're at, what, what's affecting you and your area. You know, if you live in Vermont, it's, it's some of the hound bills, it's trapping bills. If you live in another spot, it's something else. Um, you know, maybe you don't need to put up the fight, but it's, it's something you can do on the sidelines to just get more people interested or, you know, whatever, yeah. there's always something to do
1: exactly and there's a there's a pile of things like you know if you if you want to post on social media make sure you post some good image you know some some kids and puppies and you know what i mean making sure that like if we're gonna outrun the if we're gonna run outrun the bad we've got to fill yeah the social media you gotta you gotta put the the pr because you got friends who are not hounds and if all they see is pictures of dead things well they, that's what they're going to associate that with oh, that that hound guy he, he kills a lot of stuff but they show up a picture of your puppy with your daughter or your your boy or your kid you know those are the things that yeah that we all love and it's like man yeah. that, that we got to flood some some pictures of that and and maybe email.
2: too you know like i, I... I feel like we've all done ourselves a disservice with this social media about, you know, posting kills and trees and things like that. But, you know, what if you ended up helping somebody by running off a problem bear, you know, post that on social media, like, you know, get a video clip of that homeowner that you helped out or that farmer, you know,
0: like I said, and the the animal's life that was saved because of that practice.
2: Sure. And, and just talking about some of the, so the, the other aspects, I mean, if, if you're somebody that just thrills on the kill, I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with that, but I'd argue that a lot more of us enjoy every single aspect of it. You know, getting a puppy on the track for the first time, you know, getting a new hunter out, like there's so many different stories and all of these different things that like enrich our experience that I'd rather hear about that any day. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, we like to hear about good dogs and good races and things like that, but I know those aren't, that's not every day, you know, yeah. let's, let's hear, let's hear about what else is happening, you know?
0: Well, cause we're like you said, you're under constant scrutiny. You're, you're pleading our case as a sportsman sure. and a houndsman every moment of every day. Well, mm-hmm. I think at this point, we're probably starting to repeat
1: ourselves enough. Just do <laughs> good. That's all we have to say. Just do good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sum it <laughs> up. Be good. Well, we got to give them a chance. Where can people find you, Chris? I mean, the publications, your personal social media, where can somebody look you up?
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, Facebook, I'm Chris Ingram, uh, on Instagram, I'd have to look It's uh, I think Chris Ingram 802, uh, featherwind creative is, is my, my personal, um, side hustle, uh, digital marketing. And then, like I said, I work for gundog and wildfowl. Uh, you can find those on the websites, um and all the social media channels as well
0: right on thanks for coming on man that was good
2: yeah thanks very much guys